On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith Pompey and I, we talk about George Niang. It's time to go to the reserves, what they did this past season, what they need to do going forward. He's a big part of it. We'll discuss George Niang, year one, Sixers, next, right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanag Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co hosts, my partner in crime, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer of the Inquirer.com. Keith, what's going on, man? What's going on? I would say hell to pit, but you're a temple guy. I'm not even a temple guy, so go for it. Oh. So where you go to school at, D? I thought you went to Temple. No, I went to Lincoln University. Oh, that's right. You went to yeah. Lincoln. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, that's I like, only you know, did two I years I, there, though. I only did two yeah. years there. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were a Temple dude. Wow, my bad. Yeah, you went to Lincoln. That's the pretty Lincoln had a pretty good track team back in the day. They did. They yeah. did. My yeah, cousins they now they have a football team and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I remember all that. I remember yeah, all that. Thinking you went to Temple. Hey, no, no, no. But hey, I appreciate that though. <laughs> I appreciate it. Go ahead, hell pit, whatever you want to do, go for it. You just upset the other Temple people watching or listening here. You know, really like we can't claim D. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, thanks for making Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76 is, is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76 is Keith. He didn't go to Temple. He didn't go to Pitt. He didn't go to Lincoln. He went to Iowa State. George Niang, a big free agent acquisition last offseason because of his outside shooting ability and space the floor. With at the time, Ben Simmons still in town, and of course Joel Embiid as the uh, centerpiece of this of this franchise, and he came in and he did pretty well, I thought, for what is asked of him. Right, the shooting, uh, the three point shooting overall, the fact that he does have soft touch. He's not afraid of the moment. He's not afraid to uh, get a little chippy from time to time. I actually like that part about him, and I even like sometimes where he would just simply have his touch passes over the top where I would complain so much about some of the team not being able to make an entry pass. He's one who's not afraid to just lob it up top and allow the big man to go get it and hope he has a soft enough touch to, to execute that play. But while it is about his IQ and, and things of that nature, the most important thing is about his shooting, Keith. So year one with George Niang, why, why was he so important to this team this past season? You know, I, I think that, um, well, you, the one thing that you pointed out was his shooting. I mean, he was, uh, we knew that coming in, he was a good shooter, but he really impressed me with it. I mean, you know, now he did have some shooting slumps. They all went through him. Um, he played injured at the end of the season, I think, which really impacted his game. But he was clutch. He was probably their most consistent bench player. I mean, he's a guy who started a couple games, came off, and the one thing is, you know, on a defensive end, he got attacked a little bit, but he showed some toughness to me. He never backed down. 
you know, he was that guy. He was the, a, a vocal leader, you know, as a role player can be. And um, he impressed me. And, and the one thing that really, I think, and this is going a little bit off topic, and I don't know if you noticed, so I'm going to ask you this question. There's a trivia question. There was a guy on the Sixers team at the start of the process who was George Niang's high school teammate. Do you know who that player is? He's a uh, Boston, New England mm-hmm. area native. So I'll go with uh, New Orleans Noel. Yep. Nerlens yep. Noel. It's funny because they their um their high school team had three guys who went on to go on to the pros. I forget the third guy's name right now, but it was three of them, and they all played AAU ball with sure. Michael Carter Williams. But yeah, believe it or not, George Niang. Believe it or not, George Niang was the small forward on that team on this wow. high school team, and yeah. he was like shooting uh shooting three. So, but the thing that I really like about him is that. You know, I think he came in, he fit in well. He was a great locker room guy, but, you know, he showed a lot of toughness and he was able to knock down shots consistently. You know, I think that George Niang we saw at the end of the season um, wasn't probably maybe at 70% just because of his knee. But mm-hmm. the thing is, he toughed it out. He didn't make any excuses. And, and he played. I, I, he was a great addition for the Sixers. So just to give some numbers for clarification off the bench, he was, in my opinion, Keith, uh, not maybe. I think he was the most important bench player for the Sixers because he was the most consistent. He played 76 games, had to start seven. He averaged nine points per game, shot 40 percent from three on, on the year. And I, I thought that's exactly what they brought him in here to do. You know, he's not going to do much. He has. He has a crafty old man like game where he can put the ball on the floor a little bit, has a soft touch close to the rim, can uh, with his body, you know, put his body onto some of the smaller defenders and, and get the shot off in the way that he does. So uh, he, he has this, this this creativeness to his offensive game a bit. And uh, again, that's what he was brought here for, to, to do just that. And, and I think he did that. He filled that role. And, and the question I know for a lot of people, as you said, he played through an injury uh, during the uh, duration of the playoffs through both series. And it showed a bit, and we can get into that in the next segment uh, because he just couldn't keep up with the more athletic players on both Toronto and Miami. But as far as year one goes, I know, I, I know that the fan base enjoyed what he did. There were some where maybe you didn't like a game here or there, or a shot selection here, or he had a bad game where he only had three points, something along those lines. But I thought for the for the majority of the season, for what was asked of him. He did. He did his job. He filled his role. Now, the question going forward is, should he be your sixth man? You know what I mean? Your primary guy where you're counting on him as the one to come off the bench. And we'll talk about that a little bit more during the next segment as we lock in on some of the things that for year number two, he's not a two year deal, if I'm not mistaken. For year number two, what you look for from him in year number two to improve on. We'll get to that next. Why George Niang needs to improve on this. When we get back next, right here on Locked On 76ers. And I have to tell you about Rock Auto as we get into the summer. Folks, I've I've told you before in the past about Rock Auto where I've gone to them for car mats. And most recently, I've gone for them for the headlight in my car. Went out and I had one flashing on the right side, on the driver's side, not so much. And you can't go with the high beams, right? You're blinding the, uh, the, the incoming driver. Uh, towards you so you can't do that 
you got to get it done. You have to get it taken care of. So what I did, I went to my people at Rock Auto. Saved me time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose 30? Why choose to spend 30, 50, and even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or even a car dealership when you can just simply go to Rock Auto, this family business that has been for 20 years serving do-it-yourselfers like you and me. Yeah, I'm, I'm handy. I can do those types of things. The prices are reliably low for every customer at Rock Auto, and they have everything you need. Again, I've gone for the new carpet. I've had the he headlight. Uh, you can also get tail lamps as well, brake parts, and even motor oil if need be to do something with your car and get things done to make sure your car is running right and running smoothly and looking good. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, mine a car in particular, and right, lock on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you here from Locked On. So amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's right there at rockauto.com. Do it today, people. Do it today so you don't get a ticket. <laughs> and I avoided it, so I was all good. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, the one good thing, nine points a game, shooting 40% from three. That's what he was brought in here to do, the primary six man for this team and it could have been Danny Green or Matisse Thibel however you look at it but for the most part as you said the most consistent on the season but the one thing that you knew coming in that hey, look he can he's a smart player so he knows how to move his body as well as he can his feet defensively but sometimes he's going to be put in a bad situation because of the lack of athleticism if you will uh with his overall body type and we saw it in a big way Keith in the Toronto series in round one and in the Miami series in round two, where he struggled against the more longer, athletic, lanky, quicker players on the perimeter, wing players specifically, and they would try to find him and seek him out. I mean, he he would he fell out in one game. I think it was, what, like 14 minutes or something like that. It was, it was a really weird number because he just simply couldn't keep up. And that's one of the things, if you look at a, a, a negative, um, which we already knew it was him, but it did show in the playoffs in the in the most important times. I agree 100%. You know, like you asked the question, is he like a six-man? I don't think he's a six-man. I, I just don't. Um, I, 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 I think he's good. Now, again, I talked about the shooting. I talked about, you know, the uh, no back down and all this other stuff. But there are certain things that he has to work on for him to become uh, – to, to be considered for that. Now, again, if you don't have anyone else, yeah, you're going to slide them in there, right? If you don't have anyone else. But ideally, you would want to go out there and bring somebody in who can can do certain things that make you comfortable at your six-man. The thing with George is I think George has to be in better shape. You know, we, we look at him and, and you know, the, the joke was, you know, you talk about his body and this and that and, like, you know, the, the old the, – the, the Chevy and the, the minivan and all that other stuff, right? Well yeah. – the minivan has to get some more lateral movement, better lateral movement, a little bit quicker, more energy. And then also, you're right, the defensive thing, and that would help him probably on a defensive end. And But then secondly, the problem with him right now 
is that, you know, in the regular season, teams don't do it as much. They don't like attack and they don't like, you know, they don't have individual game plans. But in the playoff series, it just seemed as if that guys were just going after him, switching on him, getting buckets. And that's the reason why he was fouling out, because the best way for him to try to stop somebody was to foul right? To defend them or to foul him. So he was fouling out. But um, I think that those are things that he really has to work on. And, you know, you know, I know he's an older player. He's been, you know, he was one of the guys in college for a while. You know, he's been in the league for a minute. Um, You know, he overachieved in the league. But when you look at a guy like a Tobias Harris, how he's shown some growth since he's been here on a defensive end, it tells you it's all about want to. So this summer is big for George because with the want to, A, how much do you want to get your body in better shape? And B, how much do you want to, you know, exert more energy on the defensive end so you won't be a liability out there? Because like we said, he brings the toughness. He does all that other stuff, can shoot the ball. But can you do more that is going to enable you to get valuable minutes in the postseason? And my question to you, because I have I didn't watch him in high school, uh, but I did watch him in college while at Iowa State. He and Monte Morris, that really good team that they had. And his body type is just that. I don't I don't know. I don't know enough to know that he can totally transform things and and slim down the way that I, I and I don't know how far you're talking, but for him. This is him. This is his body type. And he he does play a good amount of minutes. Doesn't really seem to be fatigued, except for when you see it maybe on a shot where it's too short when he's taking his three-point attempts. But I just wonder if this is his body type. Seeing him through college, now seeing him through his NBA career in Utah, now in Philadelphia, how much more can he actually do? I mean, look, work on it, you work on it. And you get it done. We see all kinds of people transform their bodies into sculpting and, and all that stuff. But I I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think he could he could he could lose some. Could be better. Yes. I mean, here's the thing. We look at a guy like Nas Reed, right? Mm-hmm. You know, young uh, center in the league, backup center. You know, when he was in high school, you know, he's from New Jersey, North Jersey, and when he was at LSU, he was a big dude. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's in the league. And then after a year, you start seeing his body change. And you saw how how much and, – and, again, you know, you're playing with this and you're playing with all this weight and everybody's saying, oh, this is who you are. But you saw how that transformation kind of helped this game. Mm-hmm. And it also helps your money too because, let's face it, this is George's last year of this contract. Yep. He's going to become a free agent next year. And if he gets his body in tip-top shape, there might be some people saying, you know what, George, we might want to throw some money. I'm not talking max salary or nothing like that, but more than the money that he's making. So, you know, to me, I get it. I understand it. You know, he's always been a big dude to a point where when he was at college, I said to him, I said, hey, George, man, you a whole lot shorter than what I thought you were. He thought he started like, what? What do you mean? I'm like, nah, you played center. I thought you were like at least 6'10". You know what I mean? You thought he was big. This guy's around six, 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 seven. You know, he's he's small. So the thing is, you know, I'm just saying that I get it, but it's like he can at least shed 10 10 pounds. 
I'm not saying that. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. when you look at him, solid guy, but there's no definition. There's no anything yeah. like that. And I'm not saying this as a knock towards him. I'm just saying that you can tell that you know he 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 could get in a little bit better shape, and then also that could help extend his playing career. Yeah, could be, could be. It's something, of course, uh, to keep track of because he is a key part. Uh, one year left on his deal. He signed a two-year deal last offseason, and uh, his show-improved deal in this particular case, uh, if he can stick around a little bit longer with the 76ers going forward. And we'll keep the conversation going on the other side. Why I'm, I'm not feeling great today because of what Boston did to Golden State last night. I'll tell you why. When we get back, I can't take it. I don't know. It's what it is. I'll tell you about it. We'll we'll talk about it when we get back next right here on Locked On 76ers. As a result, I think, you know, just just for some energy, I think I need one of my built bars, Keith. I I do. Uh, Because, look, I don't want Boston to win. But, hey, I got to go get my built bar, man. Caramel brownie, it's now here. Don't you just love a chewy, chocolatey brownie? I know I do. But what about in the caramel brownie form with caramel swirled? On top, so good. What if I told you that you can have that chewy chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? Would you believe me? You should, because I've been telling you about protein and, of course, the great Built Bar. You're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available right now at Built.com. And you got to act fast because there are a fan favorite. The best part, caramel brownie bars are covered just like the others. 100% real chocolate. Seriously, with Built you don't have to sacrifice tasty for healthy. You can have both. There are a million reasons that you should try Built Bars. But for now, just say that caramel brownie will rock your world. huh? That's not an understatement. You can also look into the 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. It's a really good buy, people. Make sure you check it out with Built. Tasty is the new healthy. Go to Built.com to get your box of caramel brownie bars now. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Do it today like me, people, because I'm ticked off with the Boston Celtics. Do it today. You think the Celtics are going to win this thing? I told you, man, my prediction was Celtics in six. And I didn't like it. But when we're talking and being truthful with the folks, they come to us for for honesty. And honesty, I, I thought that Boston offensively and defensively uh, would be able to do some really good things against the Golden State Warriors. Golden State dropped that first game after leading by 15 points late in the second half, well, in, in the fourth quarter specifically. And they had their opportunity to win game one. They followed it up with that winning game two to bounce back to even the series up. But Going to Boston, Boston plays very well at TD Bank, and they have their home crowd for the first time in a long time for an NBA Finals game. And, man, did they really show up in game number three, Keith, on on Wednesday night. I'm not happy. Yeah, you know, it's funny, though. I'm laughing to the last time we talked, and you called me a fraud, right? So (laughs) I'm like, literally, I'm like driving down the street. You know, you you hit the thing. Somebody's calling, so I'm listening to them, you know, on the intercom while I'm driving and uh, they're like man what you mean you're going with your heart <laughs> like, exactly exactly from LA too from LA and I'm like oh you know I, I misspoke you know what I meant like I yeah. said my, my, nah you're not supposed to go with your heart 
the Celtics. Oh man, like I'm about to get you out of our family. Like it was family, right? So I'm like, oh Lord. So so <laughs> see, that's right. I'm in the family now. Tell them. <laughs> exactly. They were like, they're like, your friend cooler than you. Cooler than you. And I'm yeah. like, nah, what I meant is I, I I just think the Celtics are gonna win. That's that's yeah. the way. But but here's the deal. Um, I'm with you. Uh, you know, the, the thing is, I, I think with, with, with Steph going down and, and spraining his ankle, you always hate for something like that to happen because you want everyone to be 100% and play. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yesterday, I, I feel like watching that game, I, I felt like Boston was locked in and focused, you know, and typically that's what happens in these playoff games. Like the team that loses – always comes out with more focus and more of an edge. And the team that typically wins is like, oh, yeah, we just stomped them, uh, you know, this and that. But I was expecting more from the Warriors, being as though they did have Draymond, they did have Clay. I mean, they do have Clay, they do have Draymond, and they have Steph. You know what I mean? But I just wasn't – I didn't – like I offensive rebounds – I mean, Boston was getting all the boards that they wanted. They matched that energy. You know, Draymond came out on fire the last game. You know, he 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 tried to do it again. This time, it just didn't work. But um, you know, those those young boys in Boston are pretty good, and and I do think that you know, Clay, I mean, Steph is a great player, Hall of Famer, the best shooter the game has ever ever, ever witnessed, but. You know, we're talking about him doing it on a bad will and, um, you know, only having one day in between games now. I yeah. think that's going to be huge in, in Boston's favor with, with, with Steph's injury. Yeah, it's going to be important for them to, of course, look, man, you look at this in the final situation and they've been here before. He's going to have to tape that thing up, get that treatment on, on today, Thursday, uh, for Friday's game, get the treatment, everything he needs to do and uh, get ready for game number four because they're going to need him badly to, again, just be who he is. And he's going to command so much attention from the defense. And he has to be as close to ready to go. I mean, you're not going to say 100% because look how far we are into the season. He has to simply be ready to go and and be the best version of himself that he can be. He's still going to draw all the attention because of his shooting ability. Um, Can he knock down some shots to make sure that they defend him the way that he is going to need it to be defending and obviously them doing their job like Boston did going to Golden State stealing one. They need to take game four badly before heading back for game number five next week. They have the weekend off. So that'll also help Steph Curry with the treatment. Once they fly back to San Francisco, have that treatment for those two days, Saturday and Sunday before they get back at it next Monday. I agree. So there you go. Well, folks, listen, we got to thank you, uh, as always, for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. Now, that's every day, as you should. Now, for our next episode, we'll get into a little bit deeper into the bench with Furkan Korkmaz, Shake Milton, and also, again, since it is the weekend, and we'll do it on Monday as well, we'll talk a little bit more about the NBA Finals, and we'll get, get into Korkmaz and Shake Milton together on our next episode. Now, make your second listen. Locked On NBA. We're locked on experts are covering the biggest stories around the NBA, like the NBA Finals, the Utah Jazz, coaching search, things of that nature, every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, where can they find us? 
You know what? You can find us um, wherever, like my man said, you can find us locked on 76ers. And you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast at, right? And then also you can go to YouTube and, and get the Locked On 76ers uh, podcast on YouTube by just clicking on the Liberty Bell and you'll become one of our newer subscribers. But if you want to keep up with us day to day, hour to hour, whatever, <laughs> you know, you can go and, and, and follow us on Twitter. You can follow my man D at at D. Divine G, I said D, at Divine G975. And you can follow me at Pompeii on, on Sixers. Pompeii on Sixers. So do that today, people. Do it today. And also, I want to give a shout out to everybody from Lincoln. I'm sorry. And I really feel sorry for the people at Temple because y'all can't claim my man. Every, y'all claim everyone else, right? Oh, how about that? Yeah. Honorary. I'll be honorary. Yeah. University. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and also, just for an update on the sneakers from uh, Wednesday, folks, Keith. You got them? I got them. Okay. I lucked up. Lucked up in the draw. I don't know what I did to be so lucky, but I got lucky. It worked out, people. Yeah, so you make sure you keep coming when I enter these draws. Yeah, well, that's what's up. These raffles. Hey, yeah, not the, well, you know, not the draws, but the I like, that's yeah, just yeah. say raffles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. good. Well, listen, man, we'll talk tomorrow and we'll get into Furcon Cork, my Shake Milton in their potential future with this basketball team. Keith, enjoy the rest of your day, man. Hey, hey let me tell you this. If they win tomorrow night, do you yeah. think it's over in five? Um, no, I think they win it in six. Yeah, because they That's my prediction. Yes. Okay. All right. And then All I'll right. walk off of this podcast. Cause you'll be probably annoying with the Celtics winning and all of that. Nah, not like that. Not like that. Not like that. Yeah. Nah, like that. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Hey. All right, bro. Peace. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, y'all.